You are listening to a Stick Boy We Talk production in association. Welcome to We Talk Podcast in association with the Fresh Take Network. Joshua Adam, William Arathnot with the Senator. You already know what it is. This is a long time coming. This is, I don't even know how many pay-per-views have passed. Well, pay-per-views slash PLEs have come and gone. We've seen superstars out of nowhere make their return because of the SAG strike and the writer strike. You know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. And the crown prince of charisma, he is Martin. That's right. I am uh, really happy to be back here on your wrestling podcast to be, uh, you know, the daily, the daily wrestling podcast for you We're listeners. Back. I, I have yeah. a joke uh, in a way that I kind of laugh at that we're finally here. So, Senator, I don't know if you're uh, as, you know, into what this, but... I was in uh, Disney World at the uh, Star Wars Cantina when I get a text from Joel Johnson, who, you know, has some personal issues going on. He's like, guys, I got to take a step away from the podcast. And at that time, I think we hadn't done a podcast for about a week and a half, but I was on vacation. I figured I'll do one when we get back because we got SummerSlam coming up. I'm like, Joel, you're funny. Yeah, take take whatever time you need. But I'm like, at this rate, we haven't really been doing a podcast anyways, but we'll sure we'll get back to it. Yeah, I was in uh, Orlando in late July. So here we are in October. And we're ready to go. It's a it's it's, it's probably a fact your fault. Probably. Yeah. I think uh, we I think there was a point at one point where we said, all right, everyone was kind of down to do the pod. And yeah, then everyone and backed then out the last I second. forget what happened, and then we all backed out, and then it was like, all right, we'll we got it next week. We'll do a review. Yeah. And then I think it no, was around can't. all out. I think we were doing something around all out. Something like yeah. that. We've yeah. missed so much big news. You know, there's been unfortunate passings. There's yeah, been so hey, how about this? We all shit. talk. We'll all take. Well, I mean, there's the, the 10th anniversary right. copy, copy my PP. Don't forget that. Oh, God, of course. I was trying to talk and be sensitive about Bray Wyatt, but how, how can you forget about that? <laughs> all right. How are we how are we actually starting with? Okay, let, let's do this. Uh, we'll we'll talk about. We have the preview. No mercy this week. I want to talk about the uh, the Tuesday night war, uh, and I want to uh, preview. No mercy. Like I said, I want to talk about the uh, the ple and the pay per view from this week because I thought it was a great week for wrestling. It's been a great three months, four months of wrestling. We use, both companies are delivering on all fronts. Um, but it's let's a great year. Kind of, it it is one of the best years, Martin. I can ever remember. And, and here's, I want all of us to kind of just take a, a, a story and then you can just kind of roll with it. I'll go first really quick. My my thing is, I, I think this is the most fun I've had overall with wrestling. And at the same time, the least fun I've had dealing with everything outside on social with wrestling of this diversiveness of being team AW or being team WWE. You know, on this pod, and I talked to Joel, who again, won't be on the show, hopefully soon. Uh, and he said, like, look, when we have our podcast, I would say it's pretty fair to say, like, no one on this pod is team AW or WWE or whatever, right? 
But I would say, you know, Senator and I probably lean a little bit more to liking the WWE style, where you and Joel lean a little bit more to liking the AEW style. But no one here is rooting for either company to fail or be bad. And I don't even care who wins Tuesday night. I just happen to like the WWE style a little bit more, as to Senator and you and Joel, for example, like AW. And I think I could put Brett into there and Adam. I don't know what Adams is as far as our, are we are 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 wherever Jade Cargill is. Yeah, are you? Yeah, so I guess WWE right now. Uh, but just getting to have these weeks and especially this past week of getting to see NXT and No Mercy and how great of a show that was, and the next night we get this unbelievable show with Wrestle Dream and it's back to back nights, and I'm like, and and the fact that Jade Cargill has the ability to jump to WWE and Adam Copeland have the ability to jump to AEW and. We had some of these unfortunate cuts coming up with Shelton and Dolph and Ali and uh, many others, and they're going to have the opportunity to go to Impact or go to AW or wherever they're going to go. The The openness of the wrestling business right now is so fantastic, and we're getting matches on Raw that we have never had. Gunther, in the time that we've been gone, has had a banger with Ciampa just the other night. But a phenomenal match with Chad Gable. And there's continuously, there was a random really good Ivar and Kofi Kingston match on Monday Night Raw. We were not getting these levels of wrestling matches um, on WWE television. I don't, like, not this level, in a long, long time. And then AEW consistently, every night delivers. And even Impact, like the Bound for Glory card, is looking really, really appetizing. And for the first time in a long time, I may put money down on an on a impact. And the thousandth anniversary of impact was good. So my, my my kind of side story is just how healthy this summer has been as far as what we're getting from the company. But the on the outside, and we saw the tribalism a lot in the last 48 hours, I'd say, with Edge uh making the jump to AW and how territorial everybody got and negative about everything got it was really gross of being team AW or team WWE and then uh, obviously everything that happened with NXT stacking the deck and people going crazy with that we had our fun conversation with it but just people like oh WWE's cheating and I I don't care I just I'm excited to have a dual cast on Tuesday to have one TV have NXT and one TV have AW like the last time I really got to do that yeah, we had the Wednesday Night War, but I don't think we were doing that as much. Like the last time I remember this much of anticipation was probably that first Wednesday Night War. But before that was when Impact had the night uh, when Hogan came and then we had Brett come back for Raw. So that's kind of my story. It's a very healthy summer where wrestlers get to choose where they want to go. And we've got some really good matches. Uh, Mo? Uh, well, you know, I mean, you hit a lot of points there and you're right on a lot of that. Absolutely. I mean, the tribalism, I don't understand. I really don't. It's just like, why can't you just enjoy? And if you don't enjoy, then let other people enjoy. Yeah. I don't understand how other people's enjoyment in any way infringes upon your enjoyment or your your yourself in any way. You know, so I don't really get that. But as far as the product is concerned, I mean, I can go back and WWE's improvement. And even though the main roster stuff. I'm starting to really get into the NXT. The main roster stuff. That was Senator's uh, call. Senator wins that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, the the um, absolutely the the SmackDown product is generally pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I generally enjoy that most of the most weeks. Uh, I, I find it to be a very compelling storylines, a series of storylines. Uh, Raw is yeah. I think the wrestling has been a little better. It's still. 
I just wish it was two hours still. But we're not going to name it the it worst show burnout. of the year. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It probably is the worst show. You're probably, you know, but even like you mentioned, I mean, because Impact is improved. Uh, their ratings are up, you yep. know, quite a bit. And the, the, the projections for Ground for Glory are the highest that they've been in a long time. And meanwhile, people may not even have realized that New Japan just put on their best G1 since 2018. They did. They did. It's the best G1 they had since 2018. And they're going to have an unbelievable Tokyo doll show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, this is the healthiest. It's healthy in so many areas. It's healthy in so many companies. I'm just a never, I, I don't think wrestling has ever been consistently better. We've never seen two companies on a national basis make money four years straight together you know um we've never seen this i mean wcw made money for about three years wwe was actually losing money when w for a little while when you know they had to let bret hart go and stuff like that in the 96 era and they were taking the water coolers out of the titan tower building and like they were actually losing money so the idea that we have two companies who are making money and then all this other product around it like like you know, impact improving and uh, like like New Japan putting on a good product. You can go anywhere, anytime. Enjoy wrestling right now. Do it and let other people do it and just celebrate that we're living in a golden age. Absolutely. Senator? I think the problem is, is that everybody, the internet has allowed everybody to have a voice and not everybody needs a voice. No. Like, it's it's... <laughs> It's, it's no. the God honest truth. Like you can enjoy what you enjoy. You don't have to hate on somebody that doesn't like what you like. Right. Like, um, I think every company has stepped up a lot this year. I think I've been saying NXT might be the most improved yeah. one because the, that, beginning at 2.0 the nxt 2.0 was not a good show i can admit that but as it started to as they started to realize that they have few potentials like they are doing what they got to do to make that show more compelling and Mm -hmm. it's a quick one they're getting the main main uh roster stars to go down like that's really improving some of the younger ones because a lot of them don't have like the wrestling skills like the years of wrestling experience that everybody else does are like a lot of them are from like NIL deals and stuff like that. So to see uh, Tiffany do amazing at no mercy, like she did with Becky Lynch, like that is one of those standout ones where you're like, I appreciate that. But it's the same thing when it comes to uh, AEW, I would never want to sit through a Julia Hart match. And I actually enjoyed the Julia Hart, Chris, Chris Statlander match. You know what I mean? Like I, there's some of the wrestling tech technicalities you're like okay i don't understand how uh she did the what was it the hanging like belly to belly yeah and then chris chris was able to get right back up and push her down but then she got a little tap and then she stayed down for like longer for a moonsault like that type of stuff you can get into those with any match. Oh yeah. But like I overall, I was just you just yeah. reminded me of you know Dragon Lee, who regularly gets beat up, got hit one time as a referee without was, for ten minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, that referee shirt really changes the strength that you have, right? Like it's a, it's a crazy thing. But overall, like we're seeing people like succeed. Like people are excited to see Mercedes money. They're excited to see Trinity in impact. Like these are the stuff that has made wrestling so much better. And then on top of that, I know we're going to get into it. The major news, rest in peace once again, Bray Wyatt. But like you're starting to see companies aren't afraid to like pay tribute to other people on other shows mm -hmm. and not just do like a graphic, like actually have pay tribute to them, you know, or uh, incorporate it into their promos. Like these are the stuff that makes wrestling fun. And if you're team AEW, cool. If you're team WWE, cool. If you're cool team New Japan, cool. Just I'm gonna like what I like. And whatever stuff I don't like, I'm going to still say it. So it's up to y'all, like, what you want to accept. But exactly. we, I, that's why this pod is good, because we have, we lean towards a certain mm -hmm. way, but it's not like, oh, that person, that show is crap because it's a WWE show, or that show is crap because it's an AEW show. We can say sometimes Rampage is kind of crap, but that is not... <laughs> anything that's just because that is now like the c show that's like watching nxt level up no one's really doing that so yeah. like yeah yeah you know yeah. it's we're all team wrestling at the end of the day so we all should be right yeah it we're exactly it, that's exactly what it is and we've got a chance to see and you you kind of talked about it there senator to, to kind of the bum outside of the last little bit and i'm gonna probably forget some names here so if you guys remember any names that i'm forgetting here let me know. The two that stick out to me is obviously we lost uh, Terry Funk and then tragically lost Wyndham Rotunda, Bray Wyatt. Uh, and, and, you know, I we wanted to do a show that day. And uh, I believe Morton and I were going to do a show that day. But I think a lot of emotions took over. Then we wanted to watch the SmackDown and, you know, life plays out its own way. And in some ways, it was good to kind of step away from everything with it. I, I remember just being so aghast at that. It felt it, uh, oddly exactly like Brody's where you were just kind of so caught off. And uh, I, I we could go down this whole hole for Wyndham Rotunda, for Bray Wyatt, and I won't go down every hole with it, but because it, it, so much has already been said. But uh, what I will say for uh, Wyndham, and then I'll say my my Terry, uh, my two Terry Funk's favorite stories from him. Um, and I've said one of them on this pod before. Uh, if, if Morning can remember that one story that I'm going to tell. Um, but... Just, you know, the 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 brilliant mind that Wyndham had and, you know, obviously in ring didn't always necessarily click, but, you know, one of the most brilliant minds, that match with Cena, I still claim is my favorite cinematic match of all time. It was, you know, during the time early pandemic when we were, you know, scared and we didn't know what was going on. That WrestleMania had some ups and downs, uh, but that was one of the ups during that pandemic when we didn't know what was going on and we were able to escape away in the firefly funhouse for that 20 minutes and kind of forget everything that was going on and scary in the world at that point we had no sports we had no movies that was what we had and so that was that will always stick out as an important moment for me that he had that and then uh i remember him winning uh an elimination chamber and being really happy for him to uh, win that championship a, a guy that grinded hard had a really brilliant mind and was Husky Harris, and now here he was as the champion. And again, you could talk everything about Bray, and I'm sure you guys will take some of those memories, so I don't want to go down too much with everything. And I just remember, too, when he came back last year, it's kind of coincidental, the Blue Jays 
blow a blow a two uh, series lead. But I remember, uh, I can't remember the pay per view he came back at, but just that anticipation. The Jays, the day they blew that game to Seattle, was the same day that Bray came back, and all of us in our group chat just going, rules. "Yes, thank you." And we're just all like, "This is this is just different. This is this is unique. This is crazy." And everyone, the everything with the white rabbit leading up to that was crazy. As for Terry, uh, number one, just being an absolute tough son of a bitch. Uh, you know, getting into my older times and getting to go back and watch him be a real good wrestler in the NWA was fantastic. But my the, the things that stick up for Terry are just two things that made me laugh. Um, one night stand, falling into the barbed wire and just going, my eye, it's in my eye, will always make me uh, laugh with him. And then I, I've mentioned this before. I don't think you've been on the pod for the Senator, but uh, you know, when podcasts were in their infancy, uh, the only thing I really wanted, I wanted a, a basketball podcast and I wanted wrestling podcasts because I'm like, oh, this is outside of my friends. This is something I can have where I can listen to someone else talk about wrestling that are like broadcasters. This is crazy. And I found um, uh, with Brian Fritz's uh, podcast at the time and they had Terry Funk come on and they're interviewing Terry Funk and he's talking about his career and he's talking about Foley. And he has his dog in the background, Cooter Brown. And the dog keeps on barking the entire time. And, and, and finally, at one point, Terry's like, Cooter Brown, you fucking idiot. Shut up. I'm trying to do an interview. And then the dog keeps on barking. It's like, Cooter Brown, I told you to shut up. And I just remember uh, listening to that and working out at the gym and just absolutely howling. Had to leave the gym because I was laughing so loud from the stupid dog going crazy on this ep- this podcast and Terry just yelling at this dog so loud. Uh, so stuff like that, I'll always kind of remember with Terry Funk and, and, and just being a tough son of a bit, getting kicked by the horse in WCW as well. Um, and then, yeah, just some great stuff in NWA. Uh, more than I'm, maybe I'm forgetting some other legendary guys in the past, but more than I'm interested specifically with you for some of the Terry Funk stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Terry Funk only perform live once, and oh, uh, it was you know him and uh, his brother Dory at the uh, Stampede Rustling. It was the the 80th birthday for Stu Hart, and they took on Bad Company, and wow. an absolute bloodbath. The Brian Pillman and uh, and Bruce Hart, and just just right from the start, it was just an absolute bloodbath, and everything you would want in a Terry Funk match. Um, seeing him backstage, you, you saw him walking, and he—I uh, got backstage on that show, obviously, and and uh, seeing him, he could—he was having trouble moving. Then it occurs to me that he was probably about forty-two, you know, at the time. Darby, <laughs> listen to this, please. You know, and he was. Pardon me. I said, please listen to what Morton's talking about with Terry Funk, Darby. Alan Darby, yeah, and you know he was having trouble moving, and then, I mean, he was wrestling up until just a couple of years ago. Was still, um, he's a tremendous promo, all-time great promo, mm-hmm. underrated worker, one of the best bumpers in the history of the business. Like when I think of Terry Funk, that's what I think about the way he bumps. Uh, I, I think of the way he bumps, the way Shawn Michaels bumps, bumped, the way Kurt Hennig, Mister Perfect, bumped. Like these are the guys that that did it. And maybe all three of them were kind of slightly cartoonish in their in their bumping at times. But Not these Sean. are the ways that you, you just 
you certainly don't see like nowadays you don't see selling and bumping like these guys used to do and it really put over other people they really knew how to how to entertain the audience put over other people uh he was you know uh thank you mick foley for bringing him to the attention of an entire generation yeah you know which is something he did and he deserved and uh yeah i mean we also lost just a couple days before that adrian adrian street who was yes. a fascinating character and they did a tremendous documentary on him in the wwe network actually mm -hmm. uh if you haven't ever seen it it's worth tracking down it's tremendous um bray that's it hit as hard as jay briscoe he's even two years younger than briscoe i know you know um it just hit hard yeah we were gonna do a podcast i remember then it was i can't i told you like let's not do a podcast i can't watch smackdown like emotionally i just can't go there yet it was it, it hit too hard and uh it still hits hard because uh you know this is a, a man children young children uh, who is beloved by his friends and family and had so much left to give us you know both in and out of wrestling and um really the hardest the hardest hitting one and and you know just yeah between that and jay this year the two losses and you know what happened with jay's children as well um it's just it's that will be you can look at all the positive wrestling stories but to me when i think back on this year that's gonna be maybe the story of the year is, is the passing of those two gentlemen and Jay. far too young yeah and, and how terrible it is uh i remember in one too uh that we didn't get to just to mention before you get to set of draws as well and uh what could have been and it was weird that my mind immediately went to delo that day because i know Sorry, pardon me uh draws because draws, draws passed away as, as well when we were draws, yeah yeah and superstar billy graham also has passed this year yeah, yeah. And, and now we was, never got an opportunity really to talk about that. no and it, uh, so I, yeah that was one i wanted to hear you and his wife suffering from long covid during it as well so just to struggle with really quick because you'll be able to talk about superstar billy graham more than Senator and I will, other than the obvious of Hogan copying everything from him. I'm old. Yeah, I'm old. I get it. <laughs> yeah, then, Superstar Billy Graham is, is again, uh, WWE's documentary, uh, you know, what was it, like 10 years too late or something? Yeah, like that. it was a really good was doc. The title. It's so true. You know, I mean, this is a guy who's, he couldn't, he was, he couldn't work. Okay. His work was bad. Um, he, you know, his work was bad when he was a bodybuilder, but he had such unbelievable charisma and such an incredible talker that he became a massive draw. I mean, he was held the belt for one year, and uh, and they took it off of him, and he was drawing through the roof when they took it off of him and put it on Backlund. He's hugely influential on so many characters that came after him that emulated him like Hulk Hogan, you know, who heavily was emulating superstar Billy Graham, just a, a colossal figure. Uh, he came back for a little while. Uh, he tried a martial arts gimmick in NWA, didn't work. Came back uh, after doing a 
you know, uh, had hip surgery, came back and, and unfortunately was, uh, you know, injured almost right away when he came back in WWE, ended up managing uh, Don Morocco. Uh, that didn't last very long, um, Was did some commentary. You would have thought he'd be perfect in the commentary, but he just it felt like he never thought he could let loose. And he kind of became a little bitter on the industry, um, unfortunately, and and towards Vince McMahon, as so many people are. But what we should celebrate is his influence on all the characters that came after him. Even people like you wouldn't think of with a very different personality, like Goldberg, were influenced by superstar Billy Graham, you know, and uh, he was, he was just, you, you see him talk and you just, you know, I'm entertained by a lot of the talking that's going on this last year. Again, better product, better talking as well. Uh But when you see guys like that from the seventies and eighties who could just cut promos through the roof, you just something's still missing there, and I, I hope we can regain that. And like that goes into why Bray was so impactful, right? Bray was not the best in the ring, but his creativity and his promos, like when you really want his first promo back on SmackDown after the Extreme Rules when he redebuted, and it sounded like he may have known that he wasn't going to be around for that much longer. Like if you go back and watch it, it's, it's probably the, one of the most honest, uh, promo in character promos in a very long time. And I remember after he passed, I think we were talking in our group chat cause we actually couldn't really believe it at first. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we got the confirmation and I was like, yeah, that hits hard because me and him were born the same year. And you normally at times when you see somebody that's born the same year as you and you, you, you feel pretty good. You feel pretty young at that time, whatever. And then you hearing that that person passed or a little bit younger than you passed, then you're kind of like, it reminds you like there's no set time when you're going to go right like you have to live each moment to the fullest so like that's what kind of hit me then but then i went back and i watched that smackdown after the extreme rules one and it was i was like this might be i think by the time i went back and looked at it it was like three days later i think it had like three million more views on it already Mm -hmm. and it was like everybody was commenting like it and then for me, they were commenting like, there's no promo like this anymore. And for me, it was more like, I wonder if he was doing this as like a, not knowing it's a goodbye, but know he was dealing with some health, health issues and no one really knew what the health issues was. So this was like his one true way to really have that promo. Cause he didn't really get to do that much time on promo after that. Cause then they went into the uncle howdy stuff, whatever. But that was uninterrupted time and for Jay Brick Jay I remember I remember he was a person that kind of got me into ROH after I fell out of ROH like when they really like switched up their their style and 
reach for the sky like that was this like anytime you heard their theme song you're like okay there's about to be a real fight like you know for sure like that's what it was um i appreciated how aew treated mark after that like tried to like do stuff to represent the briscoes and stuff like that yeah terry terry funk Terry Funk is always just a legend. Like, there's nothing... Like, you can try to pinpoint a story, but you could go to anything. Like, if you really wanted to, you could go to anything he did with Mankind or Mick Foley. Mm -hmm. And if that's the only way you remember him, you still remember him for some entertaining stuff. Like, that it's the God honest truth. And a lot of people didn't know that he wasn't always just this hardcore person. Like, he was a real good wrestler before then right like the hardcore stuff just became a gimmick same thing with mick foley like him being tossed off to hell in the cell just kind of elevated his hardcore status and then it was just non-stop hardcore stuff after that right like it's this is just kind of how it kind of goes but uh we lost a lot of let young legends older legends like we just lost legends this year so once again rest in peace to all of them and yeah. condolences to the family and continual prayers to the families absolutely i remember uh, I, when uh, i i just i remember when bray wyatt showed up it was the bret hart uh, appreciation show the raw and they cut one of the, it was when they, they were doing the vignettes to introduce them and when they came out and they put that vignette on and the entire crowd went like the energy changed. I was like, they got something here. This, this is, this act is. You, we haven't seen something like this that's causing the, this reaction from the crowd where they're almost scared. You know, like almost yeah. legit scared. Yeah. And and, you, and and Morton, if you think about it, if he didn't have that long of a run on the main roster, like time wise, right? But four impactful characters. Mm-hmm. Right, you had, you had the just him and Uncle Howdy at the end, but the Fiend, everybody like I remember his debut when he really when Summer he showed Slam. up with against Finn that one time. Adam and, was there. Um. Then you had then you have uh Firefly Funhouse Bray like that was <laughs> no matter what anybody could say that was one of the most entertaining things about raw or the most entertaining thing about raw during that time like anytime you saw it come on and then you always obviously you have the white family like this was not in that long of a time some people take like 20 30 years of wrestling to get four or even two like over the top characters he did it in how long and got four characters over hmm. yeah and that's uh, incredible. and on the terry funk side i think too it has made me realize paul Heyman is credited to terry funk for saving ecw and kind of being mm-hmm. everyone looks at tommy as the heartbeat of ecw and i i would say tommy probably is but Paul has said for that first pay-per-view, if we didn't have Terry Funk, I don't think ECW would have been what it could have been. It's true because he gave a legitimacy to that yeah. product yeah. that they were lacking. Yeah. You know, he was a legend already that, you know, you know really remember crazy. those early pay-per-views uh, that they used to have where you, if you remember more, and, and maybe you remember too, Senator, where you'd have to click to the pay-per-view channels and it'd have like the, the trailers on the pay-per-view channels. 
And there was like ECW three-way match, Terry Funk versus Stevie Richards versus Tommy Dreamer. I was like, oh, Terry Funk, Chainsaw Charlie's in this thing? That's that's interesting. It was was an interesting thing. And now Stevie Richards might have one of the most entertaining YouTube channels. Man, the Nia Jax breakdown was legendary. Breaking down the moves. Breaking down. Oh, man. Um. (laughs) My favorite one for Stevie Richards was he's like under and look I I do think I I don't think Tony's I think Tony was was more than a good owner in the situation but it was funny when he's like Undertaker concussion WrestleMania physical man leaves with him in the hospital what does Tony Khan do I'm out here dancing I'm out here dancing what the fuck <laughs> Whoever taught Stevie Richards how to use YouTube Yeah thank you Price kids because i just uh, I, <laughs> I just see random clips and i'm like all right i gotta go back and go watch although i'd like to believe it's media nova that taught him how to do it mm, solid um two more one bigger story i don't want to talk too long on this because i do want to talk about this past week and then get to the pay-per-view for this week uh the other story i got to talk about tko officially is a thing now uh, purchased WWE, and you and you are hearing this kind of goes into a modern story this week. Uh, Adam Copeland more or less admitted like Vince was not the guy to go to anymore, even though he was very briefly in there, even negotiating. He said it was with Ari. It was not with Vince McMahon. So that was the first confirmation we've heard where power goes. And even with Jade, the it sounds like that was more Nick Khan and Paul Levesque and Ari. That was not Vince McMahon again in it. So obviously Vince is going to have powers and i'm not saying that but you're you're definitely hearing a lot more of ari Manuel and nick khan having their fingers on top of things and how they develop everything and uh i mean there's not too much we can really say about the whole merger we kind of talked about it post mania um we i don't think we've really seen the full effects of what we can do you know uh when nick khan was on bill simmons podcast he talked about the big effects despite bill simmons not knowing test is dead um and uh, did you guys see that did you <laughs> oh, see that I at all that. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, look bill i i'm not how how i don't know how closely bill follows wrestling so you know whatever it was funny that he that he didn't know but uh like i do think we will get these double weekends where you'll have a ufc show and you'll have a wwe show and i think that's going to be really good money for the marketing and i think too you mentioned senator with nxt doing a really good job of these nil athletes if some of these guys don't make it in the UFC, then they can maybe transition to the performance center. So it's going to be a nice give and take for athletes. And if some of these uh, uh, athletes in WWE think that they can take a chance in the octagon, there'll be a crossover, very rare crossover, I think on both sides, but that opportunity is there for both sides. Um, I would say Dana White seems the least thrilled about this trans transaction between everybody, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge deal. We'll kind of see where things go specifically next year when we have so many big free agents. You got Will Ospreay, Kevin Steen, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, MJF, Ricky Starks, Power Hobbs, Wardlow, Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Drew Galloway, and I could go on and on. It seems like almost everyone's a free agent next year. So what we just kind of saw with Edge, how many other people we see that with WWE and vice versa with a Ricky Starks or a Wardlow or a powerhouse Hobbs and how much WWE tries to go for them or, or Will Ospreay or MJF. Although MJF, I think is signed. And personally, I think he signed a long time ago. 
Um, so that'll be interesting on that side, but uh, the the new era, but yeah, I don't really have too much more to say at it because I don't think we've really seen what TKO is yet. I think it'll take about a year or so to see what we have, Senator. I think the smartest thing that they could possibly do is to try to, is not to do Saturday, Sunday. Don't double up on the weekends. No. Because I think that that causes too much of an issue when it comes to fight fans. Like people that are actually UFC fans and WWE fans kind of don't want to watch two things in the same weekend. I know I get tired. Uh, from this week, I can tell you that was the case. Yeah. Like I, like, if it's a big pay-per-view on a Saturday, I'm kind of like, okay, cool. And then if there's a big pay-per-view on a Sunday, I'm like, okay, like, cool. But then I still have to watch football, and I think that's what they're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid football the most. Yeah. So yeah. what I would, what I think you might start seeing is those international ones. They will try to do like those international ones when they know that there's going to be a WWE pay-per-view. So now, it's so to globalize UFC. So like the Australian show? Like, like you think they'll have the shows, WWE the one? UK shows, yeah, like okay. that type of stuff. Because then you can have one go on later and mm-hmm. then one go on earlier and then you have the stuff all day, right? So mm-hmm. you might have the person that might watch a UFC pay-per-view and it ends at 8 o'clock. I mean, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and then the next pay-per-view doesn't start till 8 o'clock Eastern time. Right. So yeah. then you still get a break in between and then you still get to watch whatever. I think they're trying their hardest, especially if you see how the NFL is trying to promote this whole uh, Taylor Swift situation, stuff like that. And the, the viewerships that they're bringing in. They, it was one of the highest viewed segments we've done on our podcast, Senator. The, the Sunday night game had 27 million viewers. Like, the clip we is, put on our Instagram I had individually 50 DMs about it on the, the poll that I put up and the individual comment by you. It is crazy. Anyway, we'll talk about that more in 7K to picks tomorrow. But, yeah. But what I'm saying is uh, I think that they're going to try not to uh, try not to do the big like two weekends in a row, two days in a row in a weekend. But they might do like a fight night one where you know you're not going to get that much viewers you can put the PLE on during that time. But next year is going to be interesting because when people are leaving, the reason why they're leaving is going to determine if people stay at AEW or if they come over to WWE. And same thing with um, AEW. It's I think the smartest thing that they did was bring Adam Copeland in mm-hmm. because you need somebody that's like CM Punk that's not going to bring the drama of CM Punk. Right? We didn't like, even talk about that at all, did we? No, because I'm, I'm tired I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Having an Adam Copeland as a person that wants to work with younger people, want to do all that stuff, everything that CM Punk said in the beginning when he got in there, yeah. perfect. But now you have one that's not going to bring that backstage drama. And if Brian, if Brian Danielson is actually going to retire in – pretty much a year yeah. and he's going to might take more of a backstage leadership role on there. You might actually start to see a lot of people want to go to AEW because they more trust Brian Danielson. Well, and, and you know what? Maybe less people, maybe punk would have been like less people. If more people were Christian cage and said the same thing, Christian cage said to edge to CM punk tonight. 
Maybe there would have been less problems. Or maybe there would have been more problems early on. I don't know. Yeah, they just need a John Moxley on commentary from this past weekend. Swear jar. That was hilarious. Swear jar. (laughs) He made, honestly, he, like, there were some great matches where I know we're going to talk about it, but he made the pay-per-view for me. Every time. Holy fucking shit, that was was good. Because he thought he was, like, muting himself. Yeah, but you could tell like he did not know that the other mics are gonna pick him up too. So you got to like, see the botchamania oh, yeah. <laughs> clip. There's the botchamania clip, and you can hear Scalloper in the back of swear jar. And there's like this clip from The Simpsons of dropping money to a swear jar, and they just keep on going <laughs> to that. Uh, more than you on uh, TKO. If you have any last thoughts there. No, I mean I, I just hope they don't mess with the creative. Just as long as they stay in their lane, you know things could be positive. If they at all mess with the creative, then I would be very worried about the product. And considering we talked about the improvement in the product, that's, you know, I it's it's too much of an, there's too many unknown factors. I mean, we'll revisit this story probably not even at the end of this year, the end of the following year, the end of 2024, mm-hmm. then we'll be able to actually get some true insight on this. Yeah, You know, that'll be our probably... By that point, we're probably that'll probably be two or three podcasts after this one. Probably end of twenty twenty four. Maybe Joel will be back. Let's let's try to get it to five. Let's try <laughs> yeah. to get it to five. Uh, uh, hold on, uh, I want to ask more than a question about TKO real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the reports are correct and Ronda Rousey is trying to go back into the octagon, are you going to believe it when they bill her as the baddest? <laughs> Woman. No, it's, it's, not, I believe it as much as calling John Cena the greatest of all time. That's true. It, all of it is promotion. It's just yes. promotion. It's just it's that's that's what a promoter does. Everybody They're does. Just like, what, what do they call Renee now? And it annoys the shit out of me. Whatever they call Renee, it really bugs me. Renee for cat? It, it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Not I as need, annoying as Seth freaking Rollins, but I need nobody Ronda. thought nobody actually thought Ken Shamrock was the world's most dangerous man. No, no. It's just promotion. Yeah. I need Rhonda to be build that and then Shayna Baszler out of nowhere just be like, I retired her. <laughs> like that'd be just, just... <laughs> with Amanda Nunez next I, to her. I, yeah, I am so Holly afraid. Holmes. I think that, <laughs> yeah. Holly if she Holmes. gets back into the octagon, it's gonna be a nightmare. I mean the sport has evolved so much oh, in yeah. the time that she's gone yeah. the athletes are so much better and better trained and she she and you know being It'd a little be a bit big older mistake now, by her it's been, um it's be scary yeah three more I hope things it doesn't here one, one we'll talk about a little uh really quickly Dwayne Johnson's return just wanted to kind of really talk into that and I will say it's Dwayne Johnson because it's still not the rock to me there was some elements of rock, but it's still pretty Dwayne Johnson. I was just more entertained by McAfee in that segment and how much of a child he was. Like the whole lead up <laughs> of McAfee having everything with Dwayne on Pat McAfee and then getting to see McAfee's reaction to it. It was really nice. And I will say, I have been very impressed with how Austin Theory was in the ring and went toe to toe with Dwayne and how he has been using that afterward. It is the first time. I have been somewhat impressed with theory and thought maybe there's something with this kid. It's the first time after that. I thought there was something because for the most part, he did okay against Dwayne, but it also made me think, man, promos are at such a different level now that the rock who was one of the best of all time promos have circled him by so much now that even an Austin theory can maybe stand toe to toe with him in the ring. 
I disagree with you, but that's that's more respectfully. Um, I think they were smart to put Austin Theory in there because they knew that if they put Grayson Waller in there, oh, then Grayson would have destroyed seen, him. Then you would have seen the difference and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I still don't think Austin Theory did a good job in there, and I think Austin Theory's been put in the ring with some of the best people, like he best has. promo people, and I think the smartest thing that they did is kind of make Grayson Waller his his mm-hmm. person now because yes. he doesn't have it. No. Like he doesn't have it. I, I guess a, I would. What does I say is I, he didn't completely crumble. I thought he would completely crumble. He did better in that than he did with Cena. I'll give him that. Cena obliterated him. I was just entertained by that whole segment, how much they had to censor it. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, The Rock is back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, he thinks he's talk- on AEW. Pretty much. Yeah, he thought he was on uh, the wrong show. And then uh, just talking about the shows from this week with No Mercy and Wrestle Dream. Uh, all I'll say, number one... Russell Dream was really, really good, and I'll talk about two matches in there really quick. But Tiffany Stratton, holy crap. She is, you know, I thought Melo and Dragunov and Braun were the future of this company of Farge on Stars, and they are. But they have something with Tiffany Stratton. And, and the fact, too, the damage she took in that hardcore match, that is one of those matches. That is an old-school wrestling of you get your ass kicked and you gain the respect of the audience in that. And she took bruises and look not to be crude about it, but like for a Barbie doll girl too, you don't see that. I never saw like a summer Ray, for example, take those type of bumps and like a metal chain to the face. And she was so fearless with everything she does. And even you never got a chance. You have to say it back then. I know, but just, the Bellas never really even did that, and maybe they did. I wanted to. I don't know, but the point is, too, uh, again, she is. It was different back then. Sure, but so she. My point is, she has. She has the look. She has the promo yeah. skills, and she has the technique and range. She has gained so much in a year within Rain. And yes, it really helps with Becky. I think you were kind of talking about that earlier, Senator. I think one of the key themes for NXT right now is having some of the they were kind of sporadically doing it we all remember ziggler going there and beating breaker but where they are right now sporadically bringing in talent from the main roster i think it's really helping it's it's rejuvenated becky in a way that she wasn't in that trish feud which may be the worst feud of the year but kind of got saved by a really good cage match between the two of them and the highlight of the year of trish telling the fan to shut the fuck up which was great oh that Um, was so great yeah so good (laughs) Um, so I think they're elevated, and I think Dom being there too. Yeah. Sorry. And Dom being in NXT has been huge for that. I I don't understand why Trick is so over, and I don't understand why they just gave the belt back to Dom because there was this thing they were starting to build with Trick and Mellow, and I loved it at the end of the pay per view when they looked at each other. So I was really excited about that. And for the first time in years, and Senator called this to all of us, I will say it consistently in the pod. He said NXT was back. I'm like, is it? And it, it, NXT is definitely back. And as far as Wrestle Dream, just bell to bell, just some of the best matches. And Brian Danielson, now I, I know a while ago we we, we, we talked about that uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated terrible piece of shit list that they had with the top 10 wrestlers of the year. 
and we were debating ours. And I think a lot of people would say Osprey, but man, Brian is making a push at the end here to be wrestler of the year. When you look at the matches he's had with Okada, the matches he's had with Ricky Starks, that MJF one, now the Saber one, and I'm sure I'm forgetting one that's in there. Like he is absolutely dominating every single time that he goes in the ring and trying to reclaim the title of best wrestler in the world. He is absolutely impressing me. And as you guys mentioned too, just John Moxley on commentary. My favorite part was fuck him up. <laughs> like he's from <laughs> soccer mom from the set. Uh, I think, you know, we've, we had um, the back-to-back pay-per-views priorly with all in and the WWE pay-per-view that week. And that was fine. But I thought this week was the best back-to-back we've had so far. Cause I thought no mercy delivered and final thing on no mercy before I throw it to you, Senator. The N64 piece they had on oh, that, oh yeah, masterpiece. Just all I admit, and I know they had Vic Joseph kind of say "Dick Diggity Dog," but if they actually had the music and it was like "Dick Dick Diggity Dog" and that had the Foley Sacco, I would have been immediately taken back to my childhood. But pretty good nonetheless, Senator. I think the crappy part about the whole situation was that the reports came out that Mustafa Ali was supposed to win that match and he was supposed yeah. to hold the belt till March. And I think mm. that's the thing that kind of screwed the whole situation. I think they kind of wanted to give trick Williams just the win because of the situation. Like this is a appreciation for the work that you've been doing because he's, he's been over. holding it down with, um, Carmelo and then on is this Booker's this highlight point? on commentary by the way like Probably. other than sucky yeah. ducky quack quack but like Booker doing this because Barrett tried to do this on Raw yeah, it's and I was waiting to mention this you on the pod was with Barrett trying to do this senator. not the same I, I it's, look it. it's also like it's not the same when other people say tsunami like it's just yeah. just that's just you just leave certain things for certain people you know what yeah. I'm saying but um I think that the what story they can tell from him losing it in three days will be amazing. Because yeah, because Mello wasn't there. Mello wasn't there, but then also you can have uh, Mello like turn heel again because mm-hmm. he got over organically, right? Did, but yeah. now you can kind of build to him like being jealous of his brother for actually having the belt when he lost his belt. Right, even though he lost a couple of days later, right, and now you can kind of organically build to like a little bit of a feud between there, turn him heel, and then bring him up with the faction that Bobby Lashley was doing because they were teasing that from before, oh, right? God, that'd be so, great. But, you see what? And then you can leave Trick down there to do his own thing and, and then put Jaden to be it over. Put yeah. Jaden to it too. So you're kind of looking at there's a few options that they can go from there. I think it was just the fact that the releases came a week before the actual pay-per-view and they never told and them. they already had plans and they yeah. told them that when they got released right yeah. so you had to make a thing i'm happy that he won the belt i didn't like the fact that they highlighted he was the shortest north american champion like i feel like that kind of takes away brick is oh the oh, i was like shortest yeah. rain okay yeah. yeah shortest rain because it was only three days i was like uh, surely cole and gargano were smaller no 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 but uh <laughs> i was thinking Wesley. Mm. Yeah, but then Wesley had like a very long one after that too. So like it was just kind no, of like height wise. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. No, just time wise, right? But, yeah. Who um, who was the guy that beat Swerve for it? And he was like, so like, and then he was out of the company. Oh, that was like uh, a no name guy. Leon Ruff. 
Liam Ruff. Yeah. 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 Future trivia they, question. Because they, they pretty much just kept it on him because the belt wouldn't fit around his waist. It would just yeah. drop down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. No Mercy to me was pretty good. I don't like I face Tony D'Angelo. I no. think he's better no. as a heel. Way better. And... Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. The metaphors are just entertaining at times because they're like mm-hmm. they just dress up as whatever movie so, at certain points. That was like, the best thing they ever did for Lash Legend too. Yeah, because her that lashing out talk show was gonna get her nowhere. So yeah. putting her in this and just having her being like a comedy act is a lot yeah. better. Uh, Russell Dream, I I'm not really I'm getting I'm not used to these six hour shows anymore. Long. Like, because now that the PLEs are like trying to put like certain matches on Raw and SmackDown and not have them on the pay per views, like they're going two and a half, three hours. So then when you get like a five, six hour pay per view, I'm like, oh, I need shifts to do this. So it took me yeah. two days to watch, <laughs> to watch this. Yeah. But um, I feel they all delivered. I think they did a really good job. And Swerve needs to be champion next year. Uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, that was my match of the weekend. Swerve and Swerve and Hangman. That was that was uh, very as, good. There were so many good matches. So many. Over that Brian was my and neighbor. Hey, I wouldn't have thought that from you. But that was very good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, mine was yeah, Tiffany I was and Bex. I, I I really love that Tiffany and Becky match. I think I I, well, I watched back. I watched that match a couple times and. I mean, Tiffany Stratton, it was probably um, probably back in May or something like that. There was a pay-per-view where they had a multi-woman ladder match. I can't remember exactly what pay-per-view. Oh, she that, went was, that was Mania. That was Mania when Indy Hartwell won, that, right? Was it? I can't. Yes. I, I, all I, the only thing I remember from it is her being on the top of this massive ladder and going outside into, into the group. That's mania. That's mania. falling in a really dangerous spot where she took a really heavy. I remember you and I texting yeah. about that because this was just after Dante Martin yeah. broke his leg too. Yeah, it was stand yes. and de- stand yeah. and deliver. Yeah, stand and deliver. Yeah, and she. Uh, I remember thinking then, she wants it. Like mm-hmm. this is a yeah. this is a person she's gonna. If they, I hope they recognize it in her because she was just you know one of the many characters in that match at that point. And I was thinking just like, if you're willing to take that bump and take that risk, like you are hungry to make it in this business. For sure. And and I, right there, immediately, my respect for her went up right there yeah. because I knew, I knew she wasn't just somebody sometimes she wasn't one of the ones who, cause there are ones like this still who get into the business because they're hoping to get famous through it. Yeah. This to me, I was like, this person's passionate about wrestling. I can tell. They're willing to take this bump. They're willing to to go, and you know they take this seriously. And and you know she's proven it. Uh, I I think when I watched that match, I think she could sell a little better. Yes, you know she pretty much would take bit. one of those major bumps, and it's just get up and go and and have that grin on her face and just keep going. I think if she had sold a little more, it would have created a little more drama, and the match could have been even better. But it was a terrific match. Uh, you know, and both shows were really. Man, just really good. Like, it gets back to what we were talking about at the very beginning. We're in a golden era of wrestling. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it made me really happy to be like, so they're really like, you know, and I'm lucky enough to have multiple TVs where I can watch the things. We're watching the football game and wrestle dream. Like, this is great. I can watch both of these. And the night before I was watching college football and, and no mercy. I'm like, this is great. Like, I don't want to do this every single week. And I mean, we're, it's going to be, I still think it's, it's going to be a crazy next two months before we get to December and get the, the classic break before rumble happens. But like, if you just think about it, uh, fellas in the next two months, we're getting, okay, let's do this. Fastlane this week, then we're getting a Saudi show, then we're getting Full Gear, we're getting Bound for Glory, we're getting probably, uh, what's the ROH show that I'm thinking of, the finale one? Uh, that's Before Dishonor. Death Before Dishonor and Survivor Before. Series, where we may have the return of Phil Brooks. Yeah, I mean... And War Games. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is fascinating to see. You know, well, Survivor war games Series is normally is war games now, isn't it? Because that's where what they turned it into. It's always year. been NXT, hasn't it? It's always been NXT. Because last year be was uh, Survivor Series war, war games, because that was the Bloodline. That's where Sami Zayn. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're bringing war games to the main main. Uh, card which is why i think that they're building up these feuds that they're doing right now for fast lane because then you're gonna have Sami Zayn, kevin owens uh cody rhodes jay and maybe one more against like the bloodlines and judgment day because that's what it's kind of turning into if you kind of look at what's happening right now like but for war games yeah for war games yeah i think so yeah and they're gonna and have they... a secret partner and it's gonna get static and everyone's going to go crazy. And everyone will forget. That's the only thing that I kind of hate right now with we'll SmackDown, to tell you the truth, is that I don't like the fact that they had a plan, but because they had to try to incorporate Cena into the plans, yeah. that it seemed that, that now not, a lot of the stories don't make any sense. Like mm -hmm. Jimmy now rejoining the bloodline. Oh, God. Because well, I will say. Turned me off. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I think they made a they they've done a better job of make of the nuances with stuff. Of uh, he's acting like he's the tribal chief. Yeah. So I think they the, kind for of a while they did not do that. No, 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 no. It was like, well, what is happening? Why right not now? act like it? The other guy doesn't show up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they've done a good job of adjusting to it, but it's still like the fact that he says bloodline and they're doing the match with him and Solo when his Solo's his brother and he took him out. It's pretty annoying, but yeah. I will give them credit that some of the stuff worked. But when Roman comes back, they're going to have to do some heavy lifting to figure out how Jimmy worked the role. And even the fact, too, Jay's going to be on SmackDown this week. So yeah. you're trying to keep the brothers away from each weird. other. They're trying to keep the brothers away oh. from Mania. So good luck. It's just, a, yeah. yeah, I feel like not the fact that Roman was out of it. I feel like. Cena coming back is them not knowing that Cena was going to come back for like a seven, eight week stretch. Yeah. Kind of just longer. a huge wrench in everything. And then I think when The Rock showed up, they were like, oh, there's a real potential now. Because if you heard the interview where Rock said that he was supposed to be at the last WrestleMania, but yeah. he just couldn't find a story that made sense. And then a next report after that is now saying that Cody Rhodes is not favored to be the main event of WrestleMania. So it's kind of, 
it's kind of like now that they they're just waiting to see what really happens with SAG and and the Writers Guild. Like it's just before they kind of make a decision. Normally they would kind of have an idea of where they wanted to shift to already. Now it seems like they're just like, all right, let's just wait to see. We might not even know exactly who's gonna be main eventing thing until actually Royal Rumble. Like normally sometimes you can kind of guess. But now yeah. it's like, uh, okay. We know probably a good six matches already for Mania, probably, right? Like Seth and Gunther, I'm assuming. If Punk is back and there's no Roman, I would say Punk and Cody, I guess. But that's no, Punk, and, Punk and Seth, I would say. Would I be. would say Punk and, and Seth. Who, I think that's why Seth kept, kept saying best in the world this past week. And the puppet but, thing, which was an yeah. ROH deep cut. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Punk and Seth makes sense. Don't get me wrong. Uh, then then Kuther still has the IC title and loses to Sheamus. Hmm. Or to Gable. Hmm. Who do you have him lose it to, Gable? or? I don't have him lose it to anybody, but um, I know I'm what not, you mean. I'm not even going to be surprised if it's not somebody that's... I have a feeling that if could be mellow. Could if, be breaker. If he's able to, if he's able to come back, because I, because the reports is that he's training now. He might Mello lose it to is, Randy. The thing about Mello is, yeah, he could lose it to Randy. That's possible. But the thing about Mello is, like, I, I look at it, and in the past we have seen, so for so many years, the people that were champion lose the belt and then get brought up. You know, you saw it regularly, and they've stopped that. The last three championships or whatever, four yeah. champions like Braun is still down there, for instance, you know, uh, Wesley was somebody that, that after he lost the belt, didn't get elevated. Um, as long as they're looking at NXT, like a true legitimate third brand and less like developmental, which is what they say their mindset is. Well, for if, right if AEW beats them have... on Tuesday, it's developmental again. <laughs> yeah. it's a... If they beat them, I, 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 I favored yeah. favors. I favor NXT to win that. Yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. It'll be super close. It'll be NXT like seven, seven fifty to seven point five, eight hundred thousand. NXT's been pulling eight hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. Lately, I think so, it'll be like seven fifty to seven twenty five. It'll be like both will do well. Yeah. You know, considering their head to head to head. That's what I think. I think it'll be close, but I think NXT is gonna win it because, and it's a shame, you know, because NXT, like you say, has been doing eight hundred thousand, and they're 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 offering this good product. We'll never know now if they could have <laughs> gone and beat them. Yep. Doing what they were doing. Because they might have. Yep. Because they have improved and because they they've grown their audience. They might have beat them without all this extra crap. Mm -hmm. But now we'll never know. Yeah, back in back in that time, that was NXT 2.0. That was when that was when they were trying to introduce all these characters at once and it just got too annoying. And if they didn't kept when you introduce a new character, if they don't captivate you right away, you don't really want to stick around to see how long they like. They have to have a it factor to them for you oh, to for sure. like, stay locked in. And some of them, they were introducing like five or six characters per show, and it was like, okay, like chill, chill, chill. Like, can I know one of them before you introduce me more to like? By the time I like one, you already introduced me to twelve other people. Like, how am I supposed to choose which one I really want? You know, but like. Uh, the uh, going back to the mania side of things too, I, I would say Usos, obviously, right? 
Yeah, Jay versus Jimmy. Who does LA Knight face? Um, a Cena. wrestling dummy, so someone cannot hurt their neck on his terrible moves. Cena. If he's probably on, Cena. If he's on. If he's on. Probably Cena. But holy! Yeah. Ever since you you popped the bubble on me, Morton, I can't watch him wrestle. I actually get scared. That slam on Jay scared oh, was, the shit out of me. That was. That yeah. Was, that was bad. He like, is a I, bad worker. It's it's. Yeah. John Pollock from Post Wrestling put a perfect. He's like, if you could take Chad Gable's wrestling and the personality of LA Knight together, holy shit. And look, I think Chad Gable has a great personality, but there's an extra level of charisma that LA Knight has. If you could have those together, yeah. holy shit, you would be great. But honestly, not going to lie to you, if they didn't script him as hard as much, that would be Grayson Waller. It Grayson be, Waller yeah. is a good wrestler and he oh, God, does yeah. have the charisma, but his but when they script him to be like the fanboy on his te- on his talk show, it's so annoying. But when he was in the ring with was it Cena he was in the ring with at Yeah. Yeah. Like that's when you start to when you thought back to the Austin Theory in the ring with him and you're like, yo, these are two different levels right here. Cause Grayson Waller kind of stole the sh- show when Cena came out. He's also kind of leaning a little too MJF-y. He's got to find a little... Like, he, he has his own thing, but it's also very mirror of MJF. A little bit. Yeah. He, it's... it's He got... Yeah. He has to figure... He has to really figure out his character, but I'm saying he does have that charisma, and he's yeah. good in the ring. That friggin' through the rope... I don't think he star. has to figure out his character. They have to figure out his yeah, character. That's a fact. Yeah. Because I think he's got it. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I remember back when he faced Braun Breaker in that uh, cage match. Oh, and watching was it going, Braun Breaker's not the future here. Waller's the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he just outshone, outshined him in every facet, you know, that whole that whole program. And, uh, yeah. Again, Senator it, was ahead of it. He had him as his heel of the year last year. He yeah. was good. He was good last year. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about WWE Fastlane. Coming this week, this is one of the uh, probably the least anticipated pay-per-views that we've seen uh, from the WWE. Uh, We start off with a undisputed tag match. It's Judgment Day versus Cody and Jay. I have the Judgment Day winning this because I think we saw at the end of Raw, if you you were able to see the end of Raw, in some places you weren't (laughs) able to, uh, who the the next tag champions were in DIY. So I have Judgment Day winning this match. Um, I honestly, story wise, I kind of want Cody and Jay to win. Does Cody finish the story then? N- yeah, because this is kind of how I want this, how I want it to go, right? So, forgive me if this takes a little bit longer. I want Cody and Jay to beat, um, Judgment Day. I want Jimmy to go down and screw Cody and Jay. Because they keep dangling this thing of there's a SmackDown, Smack uh, Raw star that needs to be headed over to SmackDown. So yeah. that's how you can avoid Cody winning the Rumble. It's just that, right? Because they won't announce who it is. I want Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win the tag belts again, and then I want Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens to face DIY, because that would be I'm like a PWG it. classic oh, yeah. right there. Sure would be. I'm okay That'd with that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Anyways, I got Judgment Day winning. 
Because um, mommy told him that you can't come back home if you yeah. don't bring the belt back. Yeah, pretty much. Is JD McDonough in Judgment Day or not? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. He still has to prove himself. He's kind of like Sammy in a way, but like not as fun. In some ways, he's like he's trying a, to prove himself he, to be. No, in that's exactly Day. what it is. It's the same. It's the same story. But it's just not as fun. <laughs> yeah. But he'll be yeah. a War Games with them, I'd assume, right? Yeah, most likely. Yeah, yeah he'll never be war... as lovable as Sami Zayn. No, the war game teams is what uh, Priest, Finn, Dom, and JD. Do we think Rhea too? And then they'll have another female. No, I think. I think. Priest. It might just, they did do a four man team one in in NXT. Yeah, of course. That I guess true. it was three teams, Wait, wasn't it? Which one was it? That was the one where well, they did a four man team, then it ended with three four man teams. It was five last year, right? With the with the bloodline last, yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was bloodline and then it was who were they? That's what I'm wondering. Do they do Rhea and then maybe on the other side they do Jade? No. They won't do they, they don't do, do women. Yet. Yeah. They'll do uh-huh. women 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 war games and then they'll do men war games so is like, there anyone you yeah. can think that also could join judgment day then so i think they kind of laid out the story a little bit earlier when uh who was it that they laid that the judgment day laid out and then they gave them to to bloodline that's what i was saying that would be kind of where i think it was aj and he they do it was like after the match so gallows yeah, he is joining. Beat, he beat jimmy and so they no Gallows is not Gallows is just there to be do his Howard how Howard Finkel impersonation. I love Carl Anderson the other day, and there was just like the light is like Carl Anderson chant. <laughs> <laughs> the light is Carl Anderson chants. I could see, I could see Bronson every, Reed. I could see Bronson Reed because he's mm, like the for hire basically. Yeah, I feel Hired like they're gone. using him for. I feel like they're trying to set him up to go against Seth during Survivor Series. Like they're building him up. Like he's not losing right now. Like, they are. Well, yeah. Yeah. So my, my whole thing is up. so you have the five on their side, right? And then the other side will be Jay, Cody, Sammy, KO. And they'll probably tease to try to get Drew. And maybe it will be, but they'll leave you straggling and everyone's going to think it's punk. I guess it could potentially be Seth. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jimmy Solo Damian Finn and Dom. Okay. Because because J because uh, JD won't be officially in JD yet. Sure. So you'll have those five. And like you said, against... they've kind of been working with the bloodline. Yeah, and then you have Sammy, Kevin, Cody, Jay. LA Knight. LA Knight, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because LA Knight could be coming out, well, uh, facing Roman and Saudi potentially. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe we do Bell first Belt, so maybe we do Roman and Seth at uh, Survivor Series as well. I don't think Roman's actually at Survivor Series. Oh I think he's doing the Saudi show and thing because he's not. He's not advertised for. He's so not we're going to do for two Series title right defenses since Mania, and that's a wrap. Yeah, just stack up the money. Oh, he got hurt. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not going to go into this. The Saudi show. 
By the way, <laughs> uh, I told Joel this, and I'll tell you about it. If, if Will does sign with WWE, yeah. I don't know if he, I mean, he probably won't. I already can tell you who his opponent will be at Mania. There's Ricochet. one or two. It's it's two people. Ricochet is one, and there's another one. There's two Jake people. Jake Paul. Yes. It'll be Logan. Well, Logan. Logan, yeah. Yeah, Logan Paul, yeah. Thank you. You got it way yeah. faster than Joel. It took Joel a long time to figure that one out. Yeah, it was just me. I was thinking Randy Orton, because Randy Orton said how much he wants to face him. That would be really cool. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. I think that uh, they would try to I think a lot of people up. want to face him. I think they would yeah. put Randy. I, I give I it think... about I give it about a forty percent chance he signs with them, forty percent AEW, and twenty percent resigns in New Japan. I mean, I that's the way I see it. I give WWE less of a chance. Yeah, I give them less. Yeah. I, I think I think the Jade depends. stuff. Helps. I don't know everything with the Jade stuff. You can tell this is for everyone in AEW of how you'll be treated if you come into our doors and the TKO. Uh, side of things. This is how we treat people. I she was offered more in. to stay with AEW than she was it offered was, WWE. Yep. But I heard that was. Well, I'm telling you, Osprey's. Cody. If that happens with Osprey, he's going with AEW. He's not going 100%. to WWE for less. Yeah. Than yeah. No, for sure. No. Um. Next up, we have a six-man tag. We have the LWO against Lashley and the Profits. Um, I will go with uh, Lashley and the Prophets as LWO starts to twist in the wind. And there's been some rumors of potentially a new uh, leader of LWO joining them soon. And he spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. So let's just get to that. Let's just speed up. What? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Carlito would be the leader of LWO. What? Yep. I had not heard this one. Yeah, I didn't hear that one either. I heard that they had no plans for him. But uh, well, apparently Dragon Lee might be in it. I don't know what's going on with Dragon Lee. Well, he really impressed that that Raw match against Dog. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, for people that don't that don't really know him. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I'm going Bobby. Just don't give him a referee shirt. That's true. Yeah, one Bobby line, he'll be out for yeah. two matches. Uh, Bobby and Profits. That's what we went for. It's their first mm-hmm. match together. Yeah. Oh yeah. You go with Bobby and the Street Profits, even though the Street Profits gotta learn how to work heel. Yeah. And be heels the whole way uh, through. Who who needs gotta, to learn it more? I think it's Tez. It's Tez. For me, it's Tez. Tez needs Tez to learn more than learn Dawkins. How, Tez has to learn how to be heel more than Dawkins. Dawkins people hate. Yeah, him I would say before. so. I would say so. It's, Dawkins, I've always thought, has more natural heel tendencies of the two of them, and like a, a personality that's a little more arrogant. And so, I mean, he plays into that well. But I mean, yeah, it, like they they got to as an act, they got to really find a way to embrace the whole. Okay, I'm a heel now. Yeah, I think Tez has too much charisma. That's the problem. That's like he That's has, like he, he's like one of those guys you can't really dim that charisma. Like it's no. just gonna come yeah. up. Uh, women's triple threat match: Eo versus Oscar versus Flair. Oh, gosh. I think Flair's winning this because they have nothing else for her. And then we start the the feud with Bailey and Eo. Maybe they hold off for Mania, but I don't know. And EO's title right now hasn't been very good. And I'm assuming Flair is facing, I think, 
58 for Bel Air at Mania. So we got to get that going here. I have no idea what direction they're going here. I have yeah. no idea. I, I, I think he'll probably be I, I mean, would they want Oscar with the title on NXT? I don't know. I honestly don't know what Senator is the new meme. Uh, I'm going with EO to keep it. I hope you're right. Yeah, I, I go with EO to keep it. I feel like Adam right now, it's like it has, or he just says it has Roman. I'm going with Roman. It has Charlotte Flair. I, I guess I'll go with Charlotte Flair. I know. Well, you know, by the time WrestleMania comes around, it's she's going to be. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she's either facing Bel Air or she's facing Jade. I don't want to see a Jade and Charlotte match. I don't either, but I think that's what's happening. Because I think... Who do we think Rhea's facing? Becky? I think Rhea is facing... Or she facing that doesn't Bel-Air. feel very fresh. Or is she facing think... Belair? Because they teased that at the I night think, after Mania. Yeah, I think Rhea, Rhea versus Belair. Belair winning the Rumble or Jade winning the Rumble then? I would have Jade winning the Rumble. And then facing who? Eel's not going to have the title at Mania. Like we know that for no. sure. Like would you do Jade and Rhea then? No. I think it's gonna be Jade and Bianca. Okay. And then unfortunately, even though I don't wanna see it, it's probably gonna be Charlotte and Jade, as much as yeah. nobody wants to see that too. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> Take team. Like, I would like. I would prefer Jade and Oscar. That'd be good. Because then Oscar would bring carry her to a way. That's it. The, the, she needs to be carried. That's yeah. the thing people got to realize. That's yeah. I mean, the one thing her was good. especially these high end women's matches. They have a lot of really good producers mm-hmm. who who work very hard with these women to choreograph very good main events when they're in that spot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jade could look good, like Ronda Lousy would look good on the occasional main event spot because when she was properly choreographed and she had a lot of time to work it. And Jade will be the same way, but like a week-in, week-out wrestler, she still has a ways to go. Right? They need so... to make sure that they match her with like uh, Bailey when she gets in. Mm-hmm. For at like all the house shows, yeah, just get her great. with Bailey because Bailey, Bailey is not the best wrestler, but technically sound when it comes to being able to capitalize on the crowd, on charisma, on all that stuff. Bailey, and Bailey works with a lot of the girls in NXT, so like, yeah. that's who she needs to be partnered up with. I agree. That's a great choice. Uh, take team match John Cena and LA Knight versus the Bloodline. Um, Cena and LA Knight win. LA Knight pins Jimmy, LA Knight, and Roman and Saudi. Senator, yeah, I'm gonna go Cena, LA Knight. Jimmy's definitely getting pinned. Solo is gonna get like an attitude adjustment through a table, and that's how LA Knight gets the pin. Morton? I actually think Cena's taking the pin. I don't know from which one. Mm-hmm. But I think Cena's going to get pinned. Uh, I think Cena can take a pin at this point, and it doesn't matter. Cena hasn't so, won a match in two uh, years, the other, by the way. The other... 
What's that? Cena has not won a match in two years. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That there you go. Yeah, I think oh, no, probably beat, solo. They, they, they beat the bloodline. Yeah. They beat the bloodline. Him and KO did. That was the last time he won. Oh yeah, that him and KO. He won a solo match in two years. He won a solo match in two. Sammy years. took the Sammy took the pin in that match. Yeah, that's that right. Was the downfall. Yeah, but no, I mean, uh, yeah, I think Cena's going to get pinned by somebody. Uh, and then our main event world championship match: Seth freaking Rollins. I get Shinsuke Nakamura in a last man standing match. Everything Shinsuke has done has been the best in his WWE career. It has been absolutely brilliant. I think Seth is a pretty cool champion. Personally, I think Nakamura should win this, even if it's for five seconds and that leads to a priest cash in. But I think Nakamura should have the championship here. I am going to pick Nakamura, but I have priest cashing in. That's interesting. That is interesting. I think just so they can say former world champion Shinsuke Nakamura. This is you're correct. This is one of the best builds and best things that they've done was actually mastering the fact that let's not have Shinsuke speak English. The language he's to okay do his at, promo. let's not do that. Yeah. Let's let's get him to like if he needs to count to ten, then that works. Sure. But to do a five-minute five minute, five minute uh, promo, maybe not the best idea. So let's get him to do these animated uh, promo segments with They're subtitles. So Who would have so thought good. that that would have worked? I don't know. NXT, back when he was there, like, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was like the same stuff. Um, I honestly hated this build after the first match. Yeah. Because it was Seth begging Shinsuke for a rematch. Even though he beat him. Yeah. And then... Clean. Then three weeks later saying, oh, if you don't accept my accept the rematch, I'm just going to withdraw the offer. What? Why did it take you so long to realize that you could just withdraw the offer and just offer the title match to somebody else. Like it just, it just kind of hurt my brain for like the Seth Shinsuke stuff. Shinsuke is definitely not winning. Seth will probably win and then potentially priest catches him, but Seth is winning the match. I, I mean, Seth is definitely winning the match. <laughs> I think there's absolutely, I have no doubt about that. I don't think, I don't think Priest is cashing in yet. I don't think they're, I don't see them taking off the title off, off of Rollins anytime I soon. Man. I, I, think I think he's going to have it a one long, of these long title time. reigns have to end. One of them have to end. There's just too long of title reigns. And his really hasn't been that long, all things considered. I mean, the title know, isn't, just, isn't that you know, I mean, but I mean, I know I, I would like to see Priest cash in. The, I think the only reason Priest cashes in is if they're looking to create a little buzz on this show and pop mm-hmm. a rating on Monday. And I don't know as long as they're going against Monday Night Football, if they're going to even bother <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So um, I, I just don't see it happening. I do uh, think it'll be one of the yeah, lower rated Monday Night that... Football games, though. Who's playing next week? Your Las Vegas um, Raiders and the Green Bay Packers. 
Oh, It'll okay. still do fine. It'll do all right. Not 27 mil, but... But yeah. if they just put a camera on me crying half the time, it would be much rated higher. You get a little they could beat off. the Packers. They could. could. Maybe. We'll see. We uh, we'll talk we'll about see. that in 7K pick tomorrow. There's your second tease. Um, maybe even during it, by the way, we'll talk about that, sir, because we have Bears and Commanders tomorrow. Someone should just do a pay-per-view tomorrow. No, we can, we can literally just do the do the show yeah, during we're that, doing it during, during the that. commanders and bears um okay so yeah um. <laughs> okay i want to give wwe one 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 uh congratulations for doing something right okay sure you have finally found the perfect storyline for alba fire and isla dawn oh my god yes that was so perfect because their story is that the women title, women tag team titles are cursed, so they need to have it, which makes a lot of sense because y'all are the witches, y'all like everybody gets injured when they have it. Just give it to Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, and just let them run with it. And on that front, shouts to Samantha Irvin because yeah, for sure. she's been killing it. And the Chelsea Green call is I crack up every single time. She might be the best uh, ring announcer at this point I right now. I think she is. I yeah. think she is. She's great. And shout out Tom Campbell for, from Cultaholics. He's going to be yeah. uh, calling the Impact stuff when they go over to the UK, which nice. is going to be big. Uh, and a ring announcer, I, I found this little nugget. Guess which ring announcer signed to AEW in April 2023 has been doing backstage stuff, but is employed by AEW? Uh, what's his name? The one that always said the rated R superstar. Tony Chimmel is there go. employed yeah. by AW. So hopefully, this Tuesday, when we have elder abuse and he takes on a sixty-five-year-old man, uh, <laughs> that it will. Uh... I all I look. All I know is that Russell Dream. They brought out what's his name for Bobby Cruz for ROH. They had Sasha doing some of the entrances. And they had uh, it was all over they the, had the dapper yapper there doing some of the entrances. Yeah. Uh, Pick a you just need one. Just <laughs> settle on. Nobody's gonna. They're not gonna get tired announcing names. Nobody's gonna care about. Just you know, just because you're paying them, just pay. It doesn't matter. Just give us one announcer, please. It's okay. Same with right. you in the in the booth. You don't have to fit in and shuffle people in and out. Like yeah, it's, it gets annoying. Except for Sean Moxley. Yeah, Moxley needs to be okay. there for all. Moxley needs to do way. everything. Yeah, <laughs> Moxley should do the ring announcing. He should do all the backstage interviews. He made Jim <laughs> Ross the best Jim Ross has been in years. Uh, oh, <laughs> I did like Excalibur's line tonight with uh, the 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 uh, OC and uh, uh, Hook promo, and they're having the Lay's chips. And Renee would have one, and then Excalibur's like, "Well, no fact, she only has ketchup chips." I'm like. You're so that was hilarious. That was very inside, but for all us Canadians, I thought there was a little. I had a good laugh for that. We got it. We got it. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So there you go. We are caught up on your wrestling podcast. Thank you to Mon. Thank you. Hey, don't I don't I get to it? Oh, you'll get uh, to it. You'll get to it. You'll get to it. No, I mean, I get to tell a joke, don't I? That's tradition too. This is old school tradition. I love it. Okay. What? No, we do this every episode. What are you talking about? Okay. So two guys, two buddies. I can't drinking. remember. And it's two buddies are out there. They're drinking. One of them, he's drinking way too much. He actually drinks to the point where he throws up and throws up all over his shirt. And he's upset because he knows his wife is going to kill him. 
So he's like, oh, what am I going to do? She's going to kill me if she sees I've been drinking to the point where I throw up. His buddy says, don't, don't worry about it. What you do is you take a $10 bill, put it in your shirt pocket there, and say some other guy was drinking so much and threw up on you and gave you $10 in order to get it dry cleaned. Thinks this is brilliant. Gets home that night, and indeed his wife is upset. She asks him how much he's been drinking. He says, it wasn't me. It was some guy threw up on me, you know, gave me some money, put $10 in my pocket. Told me I should get it dry cleaned and apologize, and it's not my fault. She reaches into the into the pocket and pulls out the money. She goes, well, why is there 20 bucks in here? He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. He shit my pants, too. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good that twist. A good I, didn't, I didn't see that one coming. Um, on that note, uh, uh, thank you for listening to the pod. Uh, I don't know if we'll be back... Uh, next wednesday or after the tuesday night war maybe after the tuesday night war we'll be back next week we will see you on one of those two dates and until next time morton tell them they can listen to. also real quick before we get out of here just yeah. want to let you know keeping up with the senator is back there is one episode that was out already and a new one coming out very sh- shortly uh just talking about love is blind season five and now that we have geriatric bachelor and bachelor in paradise (laughs) and a few other reality shows that are going to be coming back on then i am back recording on a more weekly basis so go check it out and follow me on instagram at the senator and 7k picks coming recording tomorrow during commanders and bears during the game we're not waiting we'll do that live on youtube during the game because that'll be way more entertaining than that although maybe sam howell will have a good game but other than that doesn't really matter so and we'll bring morton on to the nfl show uh pretty soon here as well because i'm sure he's got a lot of yeah yeah we'll talk i i got a lot to say well i hope justin feels maybe he can entertain me tomorrow maybe Maybe you, I could, you know if if they can if they blow a twenty eight point lead again I'll be very entertained. That's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> until next time, folks. Uh, for Senator Morton and myself, thank you for listening to We Talk Podcast uh, with a connection with the Fresh Take Network. You have been listening to your wrestling podcast. Cheers and enjoy the day, people. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take. 42.